Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, we're on the road to WrestleMania, and you're here on another season of the ASSR Fantasy Draft, covered here on Saturday Draft Live. It's season 16, or we're going to use WrestleMania terminology, we are here on season 2000, which means today, when you have all together, it's a it's an SDL host in every corner. We are here to break down all the new tag teams uh, well, it's the tag team season, so we're here to break down all the teams and give you our analysis and basically brag about who's which one of us might may or may not win. As this has an SDL host in every corner and whoever's in every man in every corner, I'll just take credit and say I'm the Shane McMahon of this group. <laughs> I can I can't work I can't do a work punch either, and I would probably be shit putting together a Royal Rumble. And also, I have some. <laughs> family members dis- dislike me as well. I've never been fired by one of them yet. First up, uh, joining me is a man who I think it'd be funny to call him the Vincent man. Nobody wants to be the Vince of this comparison. But, you know, he did mysteriously disappear for most of last season. I assume to go cover up those house money payments. Just hope they, <laughs> Just hope they take pennies. It's Ryan Douglas. No chance. That's what you've got. Oh, wow, 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 wow. Thanks, Scott. No chance is which we is what Randall we said to us most of last season when we asked, Can you do Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, talk talk. <laughs> Next up a man who has not done well since the last tagging season. He was victorious last time, so he did get to reunite with old partner who we will talk about in a minute. But he seems to have kind of fallen down. He seems, but maybe we'll find out that he's buying his time, much like Linda McMahon in the wheelchair. And <laughs> Maybe this season, when, with his men missing cohort, will rise up from this wheelchair, as in rising up the table to kick us all in our metaphorical testicles. <laughs> the talking. Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth there. I was just going to say, I was in a, and I was in a comatose state the last couple of seasons, but this is the season where we step out of that wheelchair and kick you all in the metaphorical bollocks. Uh, I definitely said it better myself. And finally, <laughs> finally, Grace, he's never going to be demoted. Although, I think naming his team after the fact they went through drafts last time is definitely what hurt him. Yeah, he's our very one Stephen McMahon. It's Jack Graham. These, these, things, these things certainly do happen, but 
it's definitely is the best look of the bunch. You know, I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. <laughs> All right, teach his own. <laughs> like we said, the tie team season, the teams were drawn at random uh, a few days before the draft selection show. And uh, that was also the order in which the tie teams were drawn also determined the order. With the exception of Annie Mitchell, who was the last season winner, whoever was left on the board basically got paired with him automatically as draft winner must pick last the following season. So we'll go to the first team, Goats Incarnate, the most perfect pair that ever that wheel could have given us, which is the Goat David Campbell last year's listening league winner who came within a half point of defeating Andy Mitchell, which by you know default is the greatest listeners league first season in draft history, as in going for this league to into the draft. Sorry, Ryan, at least that's hard to hear. But he's teaming with a member of the listeners league and it was Anthony Reynolds who I was politely informed of off recording that that's not the same guy from the Dark Order. Uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, I must have a busy schedule, I must have rampage to do. But uh, he chose not to compete, so they went down to the uh, the runner-up, which was Tom Brock. You know, I don't have anything against Tom Brock. What I really don't like, you know, is people being intolerant of other people's cultures. Also the Dutch. They were thinking for number one. They thought, Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, Finn Balor, the Banger Bros, don't call them that. And <laughs> as their team, uh, Jagger, I'll go to you. I mean, you and I, a couple of others were on a little call that wasn't recorded when these teams were being picked out. And I think the reaction to when it was, it was the word listeners lead next to David Campbell really spoke for itself. Oh, I brought, I brought, I brought great, great joy considering how much this, this man hates the listeners league. And it was, it was, it just so happened to me that I, I did the wheel and thank, thank fuck there was about four or five other folk watching it, <laughs> so they didn't say it was rigged, which was, which was great. Uh, and now it's just, it's, 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 it's I think the, the teams that we've got with the going last Thursday, we'll find out later on as well. So if you've seen the stream, you already know. I think for, for storytelling this season, I think it's going to be fucking brilliant. I can't, I can't wait to see what happens. But I mean. Well, yeah, it's, it's no surprise. I mean, I think they, they, they declared their first pick on Twitter, didn't they, before even the stream was? They let everyone know that Rhea Ripley would be the number one. Two or three days before, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing um, against that because, I mean, if you're drafted first, you basically get your pick of anybody. Although it looks a bit rubbish if uh, they do that, then something happens in a row and they change their mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. We, we did have the hindsight of getting a look at what happens on Raw, which was always nice, but. Yeah, big and rear play outright was a smart decision, Ryan. I'll go to you. Uh, it's a smart decision off the bat. I mean, especially this season, picking one of the Rumble winners off the bat, especially if you're confident that they're going to win. I think everybody and their mum is, is putting their money on rear play to win a uh, title at WrestleMania. She's chosen to challenge Charlotte Flair, but they've also picked Charlotte Flair as well as Bianca Belair. And I think David seemed to, Lord, this is some big missed opportunity he was taking advantage of, but. I really think when it gets to Mania night, this might not work out the way they we think it is. Yeah, I, I'll go to the first part of your question there, Scott. I think Rhea definitely was the first pick because when it comes to this season, uh, I remember uh, I won the Lester's League on the WrestleMania season and it was uh, he always went to the Rumble winners and then everybody else. And Rhea's going to be more prominent on television, I think, because she's also involved with the Judgment Day storyline as well. So that's two storylines she's playing on. Uh, in terms of picking Bianca and Charlotte, I do think it's a bit of a trap, considering I think 
at least one, if not probably both, will lose at Mania. I think Bianca's reign's been a bit long, and Charlotte's just been a filler champion to somebody else takes it, I think. So I think uh, a typical Listers League bait there that he's fell for. Uh-huh. I mean, Charlotte had a title defence last night, but the season had started on Monday, so obviously no points uh, for yeah. them there. Bianca will face the winner of the Elimination Chamber at WrestleMania. She will be, to quote yourself there, Ryan, she will be there. Uh, a lot on TV. How often she'll wrestle or any filler feuds for the belt she'll have, we, we don't know. But, uh, David, I think, I worry that with these three female picks, this is running into a same level thing that Ross had last season. Ross dominated the majority of last season. He had a great team to take him up to the final pay-per-view of the season. Obviously, he didn't win because he didn't have enough verbal representation, especially in either of the Rumble matches. We mainly had the Usos who were there in the corner of Roman, whereas you had Andy and David Cabell who had Rumble winners on their team. I worry, like David did say on the stream, it was all about you know the points leading up to Mania, but I worry that potential cancelling each other out of the Rhea Charlotte thing, even though one of them will probably be a captain, and then Bianca potentially losing will cause them to have not a good WrestleMania. I mean, it looks good on paper, Goats Incarnate. Like, you know, getting Bianca and Charlotte back to back, I think it's a bit of a faux pas on the rest of everybody else, leaving them so far down the list. But it's a bit of a double-edged sword because, I mean, who knows how many times Bianca's going to compete between now and Mania, especially if they're saving her for, for the big show itself. Like, I picked her last season. She didn't compete as regularly as I'd like to have done so. I mean, Charlotte Flair also got a title defense on SmackDown this past week, but there's no guarantee, you know, she's going to be winning matches every single week in the hope that, you know, they're going to be saving her for Mania. So mm, I think we'll have to go on the assumption that, you know, they're being, they're gambling on getting the big points from the pay-per-views, but the Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair, both selected. I think that's a a missed opportunity for, uh, you know, trying to maximize points as much as possible. I mean, there's no guarantee that she got wins every week. Vince McMahon was still in charge. You could definitely guarantee that, but right now anything can happen. What do you guys think of the rest of these teams? You've got McIntyre and Sheamus as he's tied team. They're kind of doing something with the Viking Raiders, but recent rumours suggest that they may be competing against each other in a triple threat against Gunther at WrestleMania, or at least that's what uh, they want. And talking of uh, not wrestling a lot, I know MJ uh, got Finn Balor here who will, uh, who will be prominent on Raw. You know, he's probably going to go into something with Edge leading into Mania. But you also got MJF, you know, who from his own admission won't be defending the AEW title very often. We, he has revolution, but outside of appearance points, and I don't think they're going to add the captaincy to MJF. I don't think they would they would do that. I don't see MJF doing much to help build up the, the team from a wrestling standpoint. No. It's, a, it's a tough one. It's tough. Obviously, the... the, the, the the first half of our team is obviously huge big hitters. We've, we've spoke about the the women's championship conundrum with the first three. Finn, he's obviously going to he's going to be a prominent figure on Raw. But if this is potentially Edge's last WrestleMania, he's not going to lose his last WrestleMania. So you don't, you don't really know about that. McIntyre's Sheamus, I think, was smart for where it was, especially like if Gunther is the the, the, the triple threat match is going to happen at at Mania. Obviously, the Viking Raiders in between. He won't. They won't lose any points for that. They'll get their appearance, but obviously they won't get any wins either. And then MJF, they'll get the Revolution title one. I think he's fighting next week as well. I don't think he'll have any other matches aside for that. Maybe a couple of appearances, and that's it. So I don't know. I think, it's, I think you're pretty right in what you were saying, Scott, and saying that it's going to maybe be a similar case to Ross that they're going to be hoping for fill as much a gap as, pos- as possible. 
too many and then Mania might be the downfall but we'll wait and wait and see they're certainly an early favourite I think mm-hmm. yeah certainly sorry certainly the approach that um, you try and as Jack was saying you, you win the race before the last hurdle but mm-hmm. this hurdle might be a bit too tall that's the only problem so um, yeah. and I'm not I'm not excited about the bottom half of that team either to be honest yeah we'll definitely have a few weeks of them at the, the top to start off with but and we'll definitely hear about it from David Campbell himself. But it's, it's how they continue that on, because I think you may have gotten a bit obsessed with, like, you know, taking people that other people maybe missed or maybe so they couldn't have them. Like, obviously, getting the Rumble winner off the bat if you're picking first is a, is a no-brainer. But then getting Bianca and Charlotte, I think you then used by getting them and then also going through the snake draft. By the time I go back to them, I think they realised they hadn't picked their tag team. And by then, a lot of tag teams, a lot of problem ones have been picked. Because I don't think Matt entire and Seamus, you know, while it takes two prominent singles guys off the board who had fallen under the radar by that point, McIntyre and Seamus, when you go into it, especially if you're picking number one, are probably not your first choice when you uh, when you think of a tag team that'll get you points. But speaking of tag teams uh, who have been successful, I kind of was loose link there. But I'm going over to you, David, because you yes. and Gary Kern are the defending champions, you are the Ali and Raquel Rodriguez of this season and that you won them the titles briefly and then you've not had much success since. Uh, Man on a Mission 2.0 is back together. Please take us through your picks and explain yourself, sir. Yeah, well, obviously being second selection in the draft, I think it was a no-brainer where we were going to get one of the two Royal Rumble winners. So we said, if we don't get Rare Ripley, we have to get Cody Rhodes and we absolutely did that. Given that, you know, he's massively over with the crowd and I think he's going to be featured a lot uh, throughout Chamber and Mania season. He might not compete at Chamber itself, but I think it'd be stupid not to have him featured on the show every single week, whether, you know, it's backstage promos or maybe he competes in the regular match. So, yeah, it was a, it was almost a guarantee that we were going to have him on our team. Next up, I admit, probably a bit of a gamble ahead of the two women's champions, but with the Elimination Chamber coming up, we thought Raquel Rodriguez might be in a strong position to at least get a couple of eliminations inside the Chamber and also be an outside bet to face Bianca at Mania herself if they're not going to go with Asuka. So a little bit of a gamble on that front, but it was purely for getting consistent matches week in, week out and possibly some big points at Elimination Chamber. Third pick, the Young Bucks, our tag team pick. Now, this was purely my selection because Gary doesn't know a lot about AEW, uh, but I figured... AEW Trios champions are heavily featured on the show anyway. They'll probably defend the titles regularly on Dynamite or Rampage. They might get a match at Revolution. But yeah, again, it just comes down to consistency with a few title defences here and there. And, you know, the Young Bucks are, again, a big heavy feature of uh, AEW as a whole. So it was, uh, again, that was a, a no-brainer. And then the second half of the team was mostly uh, Gary's input, you know, because when we were scrambling trying to find our second half of the team, you know, he was throwing suggestions at me and... Honestly, I thought, yes, 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 it was it was perfect. So we got two members of Judgment Day. We've got Dom and Damien. Obviously, they've been heavy featured a lot across. And this week, they were both on Raw and SmackDown. So as and as individual picks as well, not a tag teams. So definitely uh, some points to be had there, especially, you know, Dominic as Condom is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's hilariously heelish. And I think people are starting to get the gist of it. And our last pick, you know, this was a, I think this was a, a huge opportunity capitalised on EO Sky, one half of the women's tag team champions. Like when 
Jack and Ryan picked Dakota Kai as a solo pick earlier on. We thought, all right, when it gets to us, let's pick Yo. And, you know, as luck would have it, you know, we were able to to grab her. So I would consider that a, a bit of a saving grace. But we're very pleased with our team on paper in terms of not just a combination of consistency of appearances and matches, but also a few title wins here and there, maybe for damage control and the Bucks on, on separate shows. So, yeah, very happy with our team. Mm-hmm. And like you said, for your first pick, if you're picking second on this case season, you don't get one Rumble winner, even if you're not confident about them, you pick the other ones. So, of course, that was a no-brainer. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez, I will admit, being that high, uh, putting a lot behind that, especially if she doesn't end up coming out on top of the of the women's chamber. I definitely think she's a good pick. I could tell her to be like one of the more dominant ones in the chamber match if she doesn't win. Maybe even coming down to the final two, which means you will get points for elimination as you get in the, the chamber match. Uh, the Bucks, I can't doubt that. I mean, Russ had a couple of tie teams wanted before them, but we had them on our list. Because I do believe they have a trios match next week. I don't know if the titles are on the line. They might be. And then you got to say they'll defend the belts at Revolution. And plus, outside of that, probably want themselves to climb up the tie team ranks. So I think they'll wrestle a bit more than Kenny will. You know, in their traditional tie team matches, and like Roman fixtures on TV because they were off TV shortly after losing the trios belt, but now they got them back, and they want them to be a prompt fixture, building up those those trios, uh, build some prestige around them. You say you were guest gallery, but was was this to the point you were maybe feeling the strain of the kind of the negative side of the snake draft, given you were so high on the the left hand side of the selection? By the time it comes back up, you're like you're scrambling. Okay, he's been picked. That person's been picked. Yeah, I think it was just more to do with the how many people were in the stake draft. Because if you're at one end, you get two picks back to back. So we kind of had to sort of make a prioritization as to who we were gonna make sure we had. And yeah, the I think the the last round pick, you know, we were sort of torn between like Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest, given that they're both heavily featured in some capacity, but. We always had the, the good news was we always had backups for our backups. And yeah, I think Gary was keen to get at least one member of Judgment Day on our team. And thankfully for us, we got um, we got two of them plus one half of the women's tag champions as a solo performer, which, as we've seen from SummerSlam Survivor Series, uh, is a very, very solid pick. Uh, Jack, Ryan, what are you guys' thoughts on Gary and Dave's team? I, I, I quite like in this team at Tottenham Hotspur. I don't like them. But I, I reckon they're gonna do it all right. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's not a winning team for for sure. But I do think they will be in the kind of top half of the table. I think Raquel's a stupid pick from considering for round two. If it was what? Let me finish, big man. Come on. I was actually going to say, see if Raquel and Eo were switched around, I think it'd be absolutely fine. But I think I don't think Raquel's big enough name for round two, especially when the the two women's champions went before. And I know there's a, a conversation of like. Uh, both could potentially lose, but I think there's more, still more value in the two champions and Raquel Rodriguez in the draft. Uh, Damien Priest is a bit of the loose end at the judgment day, so I don't know what's going to happen there, but I think Cody, Dom and Eo are great picks. I do think they're great picks. Dom, I think everyone wanted Dominic at one point. You know he's going to get the match against Ray Mysterio and you know it's going to be a win. Eo Sky, as you said, you, you, you copied the strategy of me and Ryan. The, 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 the we did we get the Dakota Kai so I, I, I can't knock that and I think getting you know around five I think it's great as well Young Bucks I think obviously your, your tag team I don't think they're going to do amazing but I don't think they're going to do bad either so I think that as I said I'm, I'm not a fan of your team but I think you would still do alright 
um, a lad to that. Um, I'll slightly disagree that the Young Bucks isn't as bad as maybe, well, that, that is it was bad, but uh, I think in terms of the New Day and Usos going already, I can't think of too many other tag teams I'd rather pick and you get a strong one off the bat isn't the worst. Um, so I could, I'm totally up for that. Round three, Raquel, definitely far too early for me. I think that was, I can think of at least four or five other women I've picked before. I can I see the appeal of the Elimination Junior match, but you might get absolutely nothing out of it, especially the way they booked her for the last two months or so. Um, Dominic, huge round four. We were really banking on him coming back to us, but obviously never happened. Uh, Damien Priest, it's not the worst choice either round six. We're going to get the appearance points and maybe in and around Rhea and just Judgment Day in general. So you've you've got some consistency. I just think Raquel's just not enough around to. So, so I mean, you did say, Dave, uh, it was in a summer trade that some people let Bianca and Charlotte stuff, and you were right before them, so you could have, have taken one of them. Uh, I've always got, I don't think Bianca Belly or Charlotte Flair are, are ideal choices, but I think they're better than Raquel. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, EO will probably be featured alongside the other members of Damage Control, but if Meltzer is to be believed, she won't have a great WrestleMania. Supposedly her and Dakota are to defend against Ronda and Dana. So uh, broken arms for everybody. And then Dom and Priest will be heavily featured. So those two, again, both of them are probably think was one of the smart picks you made. And, you know, give a give Especially because that Dean Priest has a qualifying match for the US title chamber uh, on this Monday's run. Dom will probably be across for on SmackDown just to get that match with Ray. Going on to my team, we were picking third myself. And, you know, to quote, you know, David's first round pick, Cody Rhodes, I don't need a partner. I don't need a friend. I'm not going to cry. I need my older brother, me and Ross, the Proclaimed Brothers together again as Serenity now. A reference that David Hockney didn't get. <laughs> we were picking third. We have Gunther as our captain. We should mention we and Cody are David's captain and uh, the other two teams' captain, respectively. Obviously, there's two Roman winners as your captains in Alberta. But we have Gunther as our captain. Our tag team is the New Day. We have Jamie Hayter, Austin Feedy, Grayson Waller, and Nikki Cross. There's a few NXT picks you'll see on these later teams. I'll be honest with you, it was only midway through the we realised that Wednesday is tomorrow, is tonight actually, and so none of us are getting any points for that, so we can work it, we can count on the build to stand and deliver, hopefully. <laughs> so yeah, we got Gunther, Intercontinental Champion, he was my first round pick uh, last season, did be very well, I maybe should have switched the captaincy to him, it wouldn't have helped me win, but it would have took me up the table a little bit, he was the Iron Man in the end for the Royal Rumble. New Day and NXT Italian Champions, even if they lose them tonight, they'll probably be back on SmackDown. And more likely in a promise, but as soon as you go back to you know, the new day, Jamie Hater, EW Women's Champion, she's a prominent storyline with Brit. And you know, this issue with like EW homegrown women and like people coming in, I assume that she'll hold the belt through Revolution. Austin Theory, me and Ross were talked about, and we were very confident that Theory would retain the title in the chamber because I definitely think, even though you could argue he doesn't need it, the US title will be on the line when he has that rumored match with John Cena at WrestleMania. Me and Ross had a list of people we agreed upon in advance of trying to get as many of them as we, we could. It was it was after we got Austin Theory that I realised that the majority of the people that we had on that list that we'd either gotten or someone else had taken. This is where a bit of panic set in for me because Ross wasn't responding. He was out for dinner with Haley as it was her birthday. So I had to make the decision to kick Waller and Cross. And, you know, I said to Ross, I don't, I'm not entirely sure about Waller. He said, like, even if he wins the title tonight and we don't get the points, 
you know, he won't lose the belt in his first feud, so we'll have him carrying the belt all through uh, the next couple of months and retain possibly stand and deliver WrestleMania weekend. So, Nikki Cross is the only one I'm not entirely sure about. But I'd love to get your thoughts, Dave, especially you, given that you had a you had a look, weird look on your face when we said we wanted Austin Theory in the fourth round. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think Austin Theory is a bit of an enigma at this point, if I'm being honest, because you know he's gone through a bit of a reinvention over the past year or so, but he's been booked a lot more consistently, and he's getting U.S. title defenses uh, with his WrestleMania opponent, allegedly John Cena, as well. So he could be in with a shot with a big Mania program. I think Austin Theory could either be do really well or he'll just be all right between now and Mania. Because, I mean, it's I think from where he's been selected, I think it makes a lot of sense. But there's just something about it that's that's troubling me, but I can't, can't put my thing, finger on it. Like, you'd expect him to be doing well as a mid-card champion. But I don't know, I just feel like there's something that's holding him back a little bit. I don't know, maybe it's just all the buzz around Cody and the the bloodline feud and stuff. Maybe he's just sort of lost in the shuffle a little bit. I don't know. Well, I get what you're saying, but you know, last season he did get, you know, successful defences against people like, you know, Rollins and Lashley. So the plans are what they were rumoured to be, I'm quite confident in that pick of, of Austin Theory. Uh, Jack Ryan, your thoughts on me and Ross's team? Yeah, um, I say, especially with the Rumble finish, as you said, Gunter, uh, reasonable choice for a round one. I don't know if it's third pick good, but I, I, I wouldn't buy eyelash at Gunter at all. Great run at Rumble. Um, I think it would be great points. Uh, he can be very up and down when he's had the belt beforehand, but I think going into Mania, you want these champions on television, so it's a fairly sound decision. Uh, the New Day... Um, Again, good tag team off the bat. That's good. I don't know. I, I've not seen enough NXT to know if they're going to lose the, the belt tonight. Is it tonight, Vengeance? Yeah, Vengeance. Yeah, tonight, yeah. 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 So, but if they lose it, you're not going to lose. I just don't know where they go after that. And if they keep it, brilliant. Uh, Austin Theory, myself and Jack talked about that before the draft selection because we considered them. But if he's going to go into uh, Mania, potentially against Cena, he doesn't need the belt. So you might drop it to Chamber. But for round four, you're, I don't think you'd be that bothered if he did because he'll be on television going up to WrestleMania anyway. Grayson Waller, um, I think, is genius round five, even if he wins it tonight and then you don't get the points for it. Completely under the radar, I think that was a great pick. And with Nikki Cross, I think there just was enough women left in the draft, so I'll, I would take her. Um, I can't, I, I wouldn't, I'm not stunned or like start on for this but, uh, team but it's fairly consistent so I'll give you that I think um, also what Ryan was saying with Austin Theory we were we spoke but this was, this was before the news broke during the week about Cena we, we, we as Ryan said we said that the, the match doesn't need the belt but Cena's filming schedule was too hectic that apparently he's not going to be able to appear between Rumble and Mania and the oh. talk is that Theory's going to do an open challenge and Cena's going to answer it on Mania night. I see. So I, I, I get. I can. I think from what we thought to begin with to now, I think my perception has changed of what's going to happen with Theory, and I think Theory's a really good pick. He's. I think he's going to defend at the Chamber. He'll probably get another defence in between, and he'll be like, I, I have no one else to beat. Blah 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 blah. So maybe I'm going to do an open challenge, and it'll be Cena will come out saying that's a great pick. 
New Day, how long are they going to be NXT champions for? Are they going to lose it this, lose it tonight? Are they going to lose it at Stand Lover? I don't know. So depending on tonight is kind of how successful the pick will do. I think Grayson Waller, regardless of a win or a loss, I think will be a good pick. Gunther and Jamie Hayter are great picks. Nick Cross, shit. Yeah. But then again, she's a fighter over pick, so that's the one where you really don't care if they do well or not. Because, again, you, there's probably a reason why some of them don't get picked before the final round. But I'm, I'm quite happy with them. Yeah, I, I get what you guys are saying that New Day and Grayson Waller may be ones that will determine what happens tonight. But if the thing you said is true about Austin Theory, you know, he's been trying to kind of mix in a little bit doing the whole champ is here and you know, that's very essentially nice doing the US Open Challenge. So if you can if you do a couple of Open Challenges between Chamber and Mania and get us some more points, that would be very much appreciated. But one thing I'm happy about with Gunther is, if you remember, I think it was after WrestleMania, I think it was last year. It was last year or the year before. I picked Gunther when he was still Walter right round one and if he failed spectacularly so much so I transferred him out. And so the difference between now and then is as a draft competitor is just excellent. But when we go on to Alva Goodgraps 2.0, which is the team of Graham and Robbie and his silent partner, you know, Scotty Two Hot, new new favourite ring announcer, Kwaku Aji. Uh, they've got the team of Bailey, who's their captain, the Usos, the tag team, Bobby Lashley, Brian Danielson. Chelsea Green and Kenny Omega. Uh, Dave, we were kind of joking before, given uh, Grant's recent history, and Quacker basically said he was there to make sure we didn't have an odd number, mm. that we basically were joking that, despite the fact that it's a Rotavidia, Grant would be picking a mostly AEW heavy team, but he's only got two uh, people. You've got Brian Danielson, who probably won't matter about evolution, but it's still a big part of the show, and you've got Kenny Omega, who We've all been successful for similar reasons to your tag team, the Young Bucks. Yeah, I think Quacko's definitely swayed Grant away from an all AEW team here, especially with Chamber and Mania in mind. But there is a there is some AEW representation and some good representation as well, given that both Danielson and Omega are somewhat in and around uh, title scenes of their own. Like the returning Chelsea Green, though, I think that's quite an interesting pick from them, given that she only returned at the Royal Rumble and lasted about as, as long as uh, Jack Graham does in bed. But, um, uh, wow. Dave, it's Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, what was I? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think it's difficult to say where Chelsea Green's going to get booked from here because, you know, one broken hand and it's, uh, it's all up in the air again. But, it seems like she's having a sort of Karen-style character a little bit, but it's, uh, I, get, I think, definitely an outside pick for their team, but I suppose there's nothing to, to lose from it, I guess. Having the Usos as a tag team, though, I think that's quite risky this season, given what happened at the Royal Rumble. You know, Jay's been MIA since then. Who knows when he's going to come back and who knows, you know, how many frequent, you know, matches the Usos are going to have between now and, and Mania. So, I mean, Uso's obviously great as a tag team pick last season because they were regularly defending the titles. This season, I'm not so sure. That seems a bit risky. But Bailey is their captain. I think that's a pretty safe bet. Again, you know, damage controls everywhere. Bailey's, you know, regularly competing. Is she a round one pick, though? I mean, I don't know. I reckon they, uh, they went too early with, uh, with Bailey. Uh, they, that, they could have picked Bianca or Charlotte at that point. 
Yeah, I would, I would not back to that after. I mean, looking at the people they've got, I think if everybody, if anyone that's a, a first round pick, maybe Lashley, because he's got the he'll be built in towards WrestleMania and a, and a new match with uh, with Brock Lesnar, Bailey. I think word is that her match with Becky on Monday will kind of end their feud, so we don't know what the path to WrestleMania will be like for for Bailey and yeah, Chelsea Green. If you're doing this whole Karen thing. I don't think that's kind of, as we see the room, that's really going to result in many wins for her. You know, it's like a, I lose, but then I complain about it kind of gimmick. So, you know, I don't know if Quacko is able to keep Grant enough on the straight and narrow for uh, this team to stay out of the bottom half of the table. Jack, uh, what do you think? I mean, I agree with David Bethesda, so it's been a bit risky in the past. They were, you know, bit one of the biggest point guarantees you could have made, but I really think this is a season where you know, it would actually be interesting to see people try and take Jimmy and Jay as singles picks. It's a yeah, it's a weird one. Maybe maybe singles would have done better as tag because obviously we we we've seen before they've got their tag title match next week. But obviously, Sammy and Jay defended the titles in Raw last season before the end. And if Jay still doesn't appear, well, it'll be Jimmy and Soul defending it against Braun Strowman and, and Ricochet. We, we've seen that happen. It could happen again if Jay still a wall. So who knows? I think uh, Bailey is too early, as 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 Dave said when I was talking about Raquel on 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 his team. Bailey at round one, when you could have taken Bianca, Charlotte, I think there's more value in taking them at that higher position than than than, than Bailey, much like Raquel with such and such. You know, you know what I mean. Um, Bobby Lashley, I think, is a great pick. Brian Brian Danielson, even though he lose at. Um, Revolution. I think he's going to win his matches up until that point, and then will probably still appear after it. So I think it's still going to be a good pick, even though he'll take the loss at the pay per view. Chelsea Green with a carrying gimmick. If she appears up every week and just complains about not being booked or complains about something, just getting a couple of appearances each week, an appearance each week, for 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 what it is and where where the drafting is fine. Kenny Omega at round six, you'd think seems an absolute blinder. But how often are they going to defend the titles and how often is it going to wrestle? I don't know. We'll need to wait and see. In, in another season, you'd absolutely bank in this team to do well. But given storylines and such, I just I just I don't know. I, I I don't know. I really I really don't know about this team. It could it could go well. It could go shit. I just I, I honestly don't know. I think just to follow up on that, um I do think this was, was a season too late. But we still don't know entirely sure what's happening with Jay. Argued with Jack, or well, deliberated with Jack, uh, whether we should pick one of them rather than both. Uh, weren't sure. Uh, we didn't pick any of them. Should we, as I don't know. If, uh, in hindsight, if just picking Jimmy or Jay would be better, we don't know. Bobby, uh, it's all over Raw. He's going to be in there with Lesnar. Great choice. The two AEW picks and Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega. I can't fault them. Chelsea Green, fine, but. When Liv was still available, probably better. I'd say in another season, as as said before, great team, but I, I it's it's missing something. I can't quite pinpoint on it, but it's just it's missing something. There's no pure juggernaut. There's no hefty consistency that Grant and Quacky will need. So I'd say I'm a tabler. I'm afraid. But uh, we'll stick with Jack and Ryan as the pair. Belt P A Y R. Of Fanny's again, the most accurate team name in draft history. In all 16 seasons we've done, you guys take us through your team and tell us, you know, 
I mean, Jack likes to say the the thing wasn't rigged, but him and Ryan getting paired together after talking about how much they want to get paired together does spell a bit. That was a bit fun. It's written in the stars. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, got, it's got an unpleasant odour of this, you know, it's like standing in the queue outside an ICW show. <laughs> we take one apiece here, Ryan. We'll go, go out. Aye, 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 on you go, on you go. So we, we deliberated, deliberated between either me, Kevin or Sammy. And I'll say, I, I, I probably swayed to take Kevin here, Ryan, just probably because like, Sammy's going to lose at Chamber. I don't think he's going to wrestle much between that point. But also, I mean, we can know that they'll win the tag titles at Mania. And I thought I'd rather protect those potential lost points at the pay per view. So that went, that's why we went for Kevin Owens. But yeah, Ryan. Yeah, um, for luck to go into Becky. I think Becky, between Becky and Bailey, is probably the best choices for women. I don't think the women's roster is a bit unclear, and I think going for someone like Becky or Bailey, we ended up having to get Becky because uh, Grant and Quacky picked Bailey. Uh, it was the second choice, really. Uh, so that's why we went with Becky Lynch. I could be, we did want to ask her, to be fair, but yeah, we could, and we were kind of like, oh, shit. But right, that's fine. But the, uh, uh, third, we, we wanted either Bobby Lashley or this man. We couldn't get Bobby Lashley. And uh, to be honest, I feel quite happy we've got this man instead. We've got Solo Sokoa. I think he's an ever-present in the bloodline, potentially the Andre the Giant battle, Royale thing. He could be your winner there. Give him a big spotlight. I think he, he deserves that thing going on. So Solo Sokoa. Third ring's an absolutely fantastic pick. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for round four, we went to Kota Kai, which uh, we shocked ourselves when we, we realised, oh, what women are left and went, oh, damage control. <laughs> Ryan, pick one. <laughs> so I just said Dakota Kai, we could have picked either or, I'm going to make much of a difference. Um, it's one of the classic, oh, everybody forgot they were there. No, everyone forgot about them, so I'm glad we got them. Um, well, they defend, they'll defend them at the titles of WrestleMania. If they win or not, I don't think it'll matter too much because they're not so prevalent on Raw. So I'm quite happy with that. Our next pick, obviously, as I said before, when we were talking about Dave's team, we met the men Ashton 2.0. We had one Dom, Dominic Mysterio's, that didn't happen, but we did have our, our backup that we were able to get, and obviously we, we, we paid call attention to the rules, and, and Stephen explained it well. We did take the, 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 the council to the tribal chief, we did take Paul Heyman. He is someone that will appear in Raw and SmackDown. We saw him, he appeared four or five times last night. If we can get that every week, what a fucking pick that is. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty smart as well, you know, getting the wise man. And I don't know if, um, I can't remember, I think it might have been the 2020 season post-Mania where I think somebody picked Zelina Vega in like round five and she ended up racking up like 55 points from mostly just appearance points. Ross, Ross, we're revolutionising the the way we picked on managers and people who aren't wrestling, I'll have you know. I was going to say... uh, People questioned the rule when we chose Paul Heyman, but you forget it was me and Jack that pushed for the rule to change. So if everybody's going to know the rules, us. <laughs> so yeah, yeah we, we, we're the martyrs. This is our fault. Mm-hmm. Our I mean, I have one more, one more pick line <laughs> as well. We, we didn't get it. Oh, I mattered. Um, yeah, so and we went for our ta- we, had, we left tag team to last. I think tag team wise, it was a bit of a low priority, so we left that to last. And Alpha Academy are quite consistent on Raw, even when they are losing the singles matches, so uh, we're mitigating risk there. Uh, and I think it's a safe bet for appearances, and especially uh, if the rumours are to be true, I don't know any other recent backup against uh, 
for or against it, but maybe Chad versus Gable at Mania. Again, I can't lose anything there, appearance points, so I'm quite happy. What, Gable on Gable match? Uh, Gable uh, on Gable. Yeah, Gable, Gable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's quite smart, you know, saving your tag team pick for last when they're not your top priority. And you were right about saying, like, they mostly compete as solo performers, but appearance points, you could certainly rack up a few here or there. But yeah, for yeah, consistency... Yeah, for consistency, I think Alpha Academy as a fifth as a last round pick, I'm not against it. I mean, it's not it's, not, it's probably not going to be a winning strategy, but for a sixth round pick, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I think you really did like clearly you didn't really prioritize who your side team was going to be, but I think Kevin was a big part of playing this Sammy story. Like basically, the most prominent story on TV is the stuff with the Berlin Sammy and by extension Kevin. The fact that you've got Kevin, Solo, and Paul Heyman who all be involved in those kind of like, in segments to do with that story in one way or another, I think will be great for you guys appearance point-wise. And I guess I get your reason as to why you chose Kevin over Sammy Becky. I always thought would have had a clear path to one of the titles at WrestleMania, so I'm interested to see what happens there. And then, like you said, you got Dakota, the you know, one champion. For my thoughts on her, see why I said about you, Sky. But, uh, We've got two more teams to go. We've got the Transatlantic Heartbreakers. we got Ryan Gallagher. It was like me and Dewey Campbell had people we'd like to be with. And they were taken from us and paired together. We've got Ryan Gallagher gets, and to pair with Chris Anthony Lopez with Steph Rollins as their captain. we got Roxanne Perez, AXC Women's Champion. The acclaimed Jade Cargill, Orange Cassidy and Adam Pearce, which caused a bit of brackets because we didn't know if he should be picked or not because we made these rules about, you know, non-wrestling picks but Stephen has allowed it much to the goat chagrin Adam Pearce Ryan Gallagher got custody of him in that messy divorce they had I'm really surprised by this team and that it's mostly AEW you got the acclaimed the tag team champion you got the TBS champion the All-Atlantic champion I mean Orange has been defending that belt a lot more than people realise and has fallen under the radar the last couple of seasons so I think maybe if someone could take advantage of those picks that's, that's solid but you know Adam Pierce, we've seen his history in terms of appearance points, but I don't know if he'll get as many as Paul Heyman will at this season. But Steph Rollins, Jack, being their only main roster and only mania potential, really, unless there's a big fight at WrestleMania one of the night that Adam Pierce has to break up. But So Steph Rollins being the most prominent one, uh, especially with the rumours being that he's going to fight Logan Paul at the event. I think that their number one pick will lose against Logan Paul as well. Is an absolute shame. I think, unfortunately, this is the this is the wooden spoon team. I think this is the team that's going to finish last. Uh, Rollins, I think he'll he'll he'll, he'll be able to carry this feud until I think this will be their best pick. Uh, I think Roxanne. I don't know how often she'll defend the title after tonight. I think she will win, but also not going to get the the, the points tonight. They're claimed. I think a, a good tag team. Jade Cargo. I picked her last season, didn't defend the title as much as what I thought she would. I think it'll be the same this season. Orange Cassidy will, I guess, maybe defend the title every so often in Rampage. But this season is pretty short, so who, who knows how long that will happen for. And Adam Pierce would have been picked if we didn't pick Paul Heyman, so it'd be interesting to see who they would have picked instead. But I don't, I think there's enough in other teams to make sure that this team finishes last. Yeah, I would agree. Seth Rollins was round one, sure. I think picking Sammy would have been better. Uh, Roxanne, 
fair enough to get the XD Women's Champion off the bat. Asuka was gone immediately before that. It's an okay pick, but I'm not excited too much. I claimed, I think, tag team-wise, after a few of them had gone already, decent choice for that round. Jade Cargo, for some reasons, but a bit slower scoring compared to what she was maybe six months ago. Orange Cassidy, sure, but again, shorter season. Adam Pearce is just a ha-ha goat pick. Uh, it's a nothing pick. So it's a five. It's a five. It's a five team, but um, I'm not too excited about this. There's potential for growth and surprise here, but I'm not. I'm not putting money on it. Yeah, I have to agree with Ryan. It's looking at that team. It's it doesn't scream WrestleMania season team. I think there's too much investment in AEW, and you know, obviously, I think the throwaway pick in round six was a bit of a, a missed opportunity to capitalise on, like you know. They could have picked somebody from the main roster that wasn't already picked. They could have picked MJF for for all I cared. Like, but could have picked Roman Reigns. Roman yeah, Reigns picked as well, right? yeah. yeah, like that's a huge, huge missed opportunity. And Seth Rollins round one as their captain. I mean, that's probably the most decent pick that I've seen in this team because Vengeance Days tonight. Points don't count until Monday, so I think the Roxanne Perez selection's a bit moot at this point. So I think it's going to be heartbreak for the heartbreakers uh, in this season, if I'm being honest. Well, I think I agree with Rollins and Perez more than I agree with the other picks, because, like, yeah, they won't get points for Perez potentially retaining, but if he's facing two members of a, of a tag team, I think she was always going to retain. So much like a person Waller wins for me and Ross, it's like it's about getting those points for her to carry the belt into uh, the WrestleMania weekend, take over and retain it there. So other than Rollins, he's the closest they have to really WrestleMania weekend representation. Uh, the other team, the other members of the team, any other season I would have agreed with. I mean, because they'll have a big boost in the table, being near the top around about like the week going into and the week coming out of like Revolution at the start of March. Because at least a couple of these teams will be, people will be like defending their belts on that show. And you know, Jake Carr would say past 50 wins. It seems like every time she wrestles, it's for the title. But then again, she, she can go a couple of weeks before she does wrestle between like defences. I wouldn't quite say wins, but I think. I actually think there's another team where I talked about they'll have the win spoon, but I don't think these guys will be far, far ahead of them in that sense. I would love to have one of these guys on at some point during the season to talk about their process here and who, who took control, because I really worry that Ryan took my precious Chris Anthony Lopez under. He's led him astray. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm professional, professional. Anyway, final team. The team now known as Andy, Steve, and the morning. Uh, and it's a team with Stephen Wilson. I'm sure they're both thrilled with this arrangement. But for our last round team, I think they've really taken advantage of for the team that's playing last. I think they've really taken advantage of the state draft here. A bit of really solid, solid team on paper. But Sami Zayn uh, finally taken. I thought he would have gone sooner. Now made his return last night on SmackDown. Interestingly enough, they're they're the only team that didn't make their first round pick. Their captain they went for a second round pick of Asuka. I believe they are. She is a favourite right now going into the chamber, so I'm going to take advantage of that. Imperium, Kaiser and Vici did lose last night, sadly, to Strowman and Ricochet. But Darby Alger was a great pick going into this, but uh, it has lost the TNT title, which David Campbell has made sure to laugh and laugh over in the years since I've it. And you got like the Joy Gargano qualifies the chamber, as has Liv Morgan, so they're really, they're really going to be covered uh, at the Chamber for representation. Other than Asuka, I don't know who else is really going to pick up the win for them there, but Darby I wouldn't be too worried about because I'm sure he'll bounce back. And As long as we and Ross have preparing points for Gunther, 
then Vici and Kaiser will be around them. So I don't know if this, how much of a winning team this is, but you know, Sam and Aska, especially uh, Ryan, will be team picks to look out for, especially leading into to WrestleMania. Yeah, I was just about to jump in and say that, Scott. I'm glad you said it. But before we get there, just the idea of Stephen being forced to draft last because of his rule mm. and not winning. Love it. Love it. I mean, That's he said it before. Stephen, right? I mean, he said it before. It's the second time this has happened because he was paired with me in the first ever tag season and I'd won the one before it. So. Just, just par. Par. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, on to the team. I think. Compared to the other teams, this is one of the teams that has the brilliant start in his draft, and it just kind of falls off at the end. Uh, getting Sammy, we chose not to get Sammy when we did. Fair enough, they got them. Good choice. Asker, brilliant to put someone in a favourable position. And then it starts going down a bit. Obviously, Imperium's going to in around Gunther and get appearance points. They'll probably lose tag matches from now and then because of the storyline, if, if, if it goes Drew Sheamus wise. I just said they didn't win the tur- they, were, they lost the final tournament last night so other than that I don't know what else they're doing Darby Allen just lost the title is he going to be off television for a while or we break or something what's he going to do next don't know Johnny Gargano yeah um, I said on the draft it's I mean it's, it's Hunter's running the show now you're going to pick people like Gargano because they're, they're Triple H guys right but I don't know what they're going to do with Johnny so it's, I, I don't know what Maybe it's a bad idea. Um, I think Liv round six last choice is pretty good though. I don't, especially with the show in the Rumble. I don't know how much she'll do in the Chamber, but she'll have a half decent. She'll have a half decent show in the Rumble. Uh, <coughs> chamber, sorry. Uh, so I, I don't blame her for going round six, but I'm excited for this team dropped quite quickly after round nine four. You know what? You know what I love. I love that. I was like Darby Allen's lost the belt. He put in Twitter that simply be gone away, and apparently it's like he agreed with Tony Khan at the start of the year that he'd be allowed to do some filming for outside projects of AEW. So he's just not going to be in TV for ages because he's filming TV shows and stuff. So that's I love that. That hopefully that's going to be a big fat zero for for Darby Allen and that there. I think Sami Zayn they would have been counting the lucky stars. They managed to get him last. Don't have a clue how Rollins got before him. Yeah, Bailey as well, obviously. Uh, I think that's great. I was like, Asuka, I think everyone wanted Asuka. They were great to get Asuka around two. Imperium, I think they were unlucky with Braun Strowman Ricochet winning, but they're going to be in and around Gunther and this icy tail feud that's potentially happening. So I think they'll get their appearances anyway. Johnny Gargano, obviously going to be in the chamber. What happens after the chamber? I don't know. And I think Liz Morgan around six is really good. I don't really know what's going to happen, but I think getting someone like Liz Morgan in your last round is really good. I don't. What could have been a winning team, I think, has is, is fell from the wayside quite a bit. Yeah, like, first week alone, you know, Darby Allen dropping the TNT title, not the best of starts, even before scoring begins. Johnny Gargano, I think, it could be a surprise, you know, given that he's in the US title elimination chamber. If he ends up winning, he could possibly feud with Theory between then and Mania, you know, have a bit of back and forth between them. But if Theory is scheduled to host an open challenge against Cena, it does leave Johnny hanging a little bit, so... I mean, I think it's good. This team overall is good for the short term. You know, having Asuka as their captain, banking on her getting elimination chamber points and then possibly switching to Sami Zayn for Mania season. That that makes sense. But it feels like they're only operating at like 80% capacity a little bit here. Liv Morgan is a six-round pick. The Liv buzz is gone, in my opinion. And so I think it makes sense to have her as a sixth-round pick. Still overly popular, so she could get appearances and... Not in between. 
again, not a team that sort of lights the world on fire, but two very solid opening round picks. The rest of it is just kind of meh. Fair enough. Uh, usually we talk about some picks that maybe didn't get a pick, but I think uh, right now the biggest one we need to mention, Roman Reigns. I mean, I think we've learned, like, especially since becoming double champion, that Roman great in terms of appearance, but you know he is without being the, the biggest name in the company. Maybe when you look at it from a drafted point of how we designate points, doesn't always you know give you the biggest return on that. Especially this season when everybody seems convinced that he will finally drop at least one belt to Cody at WrestleMania. Drop both of them, and then that leads to questions to what does Roman do after WrestleMania? So. Despite that, and like again, the, the history of like Roman, well, sometimes in a tie team with Heyman, and uh, as a singles finish draft, despite obviously not always being a high scorer, you, is it still a big missed opportunity, or do you think it's a case of people playing it safe? I think Ro- Roman's beaten Sammy at Chamber. I think that's just yeah. sets stone. That's what's happening. But the threat of potential is in two belts at Mania, if that's how they book it. Even losing one is bad, but the threat of losing two is a bit much. Um, he's going to be on television ever since uh, the Savvy Tom uh, at the weekend. There, he's going to be, uh, he's going to be there. It's not like he's going to be like, sporadic week on week off. He's going to be on television because of that storyline. That's what's going to happen. You, you don't take your biggest star off the show on the build up to media. That's not what you do. So, in terms of the run up, you get decent points, but you're going to take a heavy penalty at the end. So, yeah, if, if he hasn't got to be in much television, as maybe I think they would be, it's a bad idea. Um, so, I personally wouldn't have picked Roman. I think it was kind of what I was saying on the draft night. When it comes to this season, this is the season where you have to draft the smartest. And everyone knows, we could have, we could have told you this last summer, Roman is losing at Mania. This, that is the end of the story of him being the, 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 the champion. That's what's happening. Nobody wants to take that risk. Potentially when a lot of the talk was he was going to drop both belts. No one wants to take that risk when there's other picks that will be fighting regularly between now and Mania and potentially winning a match at Mania as well. For this season alone, there is, there is not enough weight and value to take Roman high enough. Probably could have went lower. Probably could have went five or six and just not put the caps on and just have him there. But there was not enough weight in Roman this season to take him in the first few rounds. Yeah, I can't disagree with what you guys have been, uh, guys have been saying. But now is the time, as I see that we're actually approaching an hour here, which even for the, these table shows where it's all forward range and the teams is still, I think, too long. I'll go around everybody and it's usually we give a, who you think is going to win this season. I mean, you can see yourself if you want, but try not to. Um, who do you think is going to come last? And who do you think is going to be the team that, even though they may not win, they will surprise everybody? I'll go in order how I can see them on, on my screen here. So I'll go David first. Team to win. Goats uh, and Cardiff. Uh, last place team, Transatlantic Heartbreakers. And surprise team, pair of fannies. Interesting. Just, uh, and I'm being. This is without choosing our choosing my own team. 
just for clarification. Fair enough, fair enough. Dick? I think without the own team, because I would put them there, I think it's between us two. I think it's where Goats and Connett will win. If I, if I wasn't, I've not let put my own team. It's going to be their team. I think my, my dark course is Men in a Mission 2.0. I think my wooden spoon is Transatlantic Heartbreakers or Alba Goographs 2.0. Mm. Uh, Ryan um, if I was going to be right, so I'd have said Coach Incarnate but I'm healing this show so I think me and Jack will win this season <laughs> and actually, actually the more I look at the Goats team I hate it I wouldn't say that I didn't mean it we're an analysis show I generally think we've got this um, I think Goats teams get too much lost power in the in many a night I think it will crash like Ross's team did uh, to hear that we are the surprise package is a bit insulting considering I think we've got this uh, last place last place Transatlantic Heartbreakers I think uh, too many oddball picks at random times um, I don't see it and surprise I go for Serenity now and Scott McLeod and Rose McLeod thank you thank you nice to be appreciated you're very welcome <laughs> uh, it's weird because for me looking at it it's easier to see who might be a surprise and who might them last than it is to see who might win it just looking at them no obviously not picking my own team uh, in terms of last I can't see past Alba Gugras 2.0 uh, surprise I'm going to see Andy and Steven in the morning mm-hmm. uh, and winners I actually can't pick a winner a uh, winning team right now you so, well, I, mean, I could say pair of fatties because you're the only other team I'm confident in other than my own because I've already had my criticism about Goats and Carnet. But I really don't want to because everyone else is a to. But I'm reluctantly seeing you, even though you are a pair of fannies, it's built the regular term, but you are a pair of fannies. Thanks so there you have <laughs> Expectations have been set and Jack and Ryan can only disappoint us from here. No, uh, no. Do you know what? Jack can say what he wants, right? We've won this. Jack, well done in your fourth one. Uh, you finally got a tag team season. I'll get my second. And that's it. Game over. Right, summer slam season. Let's go. I will, I will hold on to this moment for if when if something goes wrong at some point in the season. I will come back to this moment, by the way. I will not like forget clip it. it. I'll clip it. I'm editing the show. I'll clip it and send you it, right? <laughs> clip it. Fucking clip you. Anyway, I've been talking to you for too long. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our draft uh, analysis show starting off the season. We'll be back in some combination next week uh, to start bringing in the first week and talk about the starting road to WrestleMania. Actually, I don't think it's that long until the chamber we did talk about it. It's going to start off hot because next week there's no pay-per-view, but then the following after that we do have the chamber, and a few weeks after that will be Revolution, so Going to be some big points uh, coming very quickly. But do I thank my panel for joining me? Thank you, David Hockney. Thank you. Thank you, Jack Graham. Thank you. And fuck you, Ryan Douglas. It's written in the stars a million miles away. A message to the main. Oh, oh. And I'd like to insist that Ryan Douglas at all times stays a million miles away from me. Thank you for <laughs> next week. Ciao. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.